Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. Back in 2016 in the UK, 467 department stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, in 2021, the 79. Wow. Uh, yeah, and 237 are still empty. Welcome back to Pit Stop. Joining me once again from the UK, which is what we're talking about today, is David Felston. He is the marketing director at Swan Appliances, a 90-year-old brand that for the first 85 years of their existence was was pretty much only business to business. And in the last few years, they've shifted to a direct to consumer business model as well, which has become 17% of their revenue. But we're not talking about that because we talked about that in the previous episode. So go back, listen to those. If you missed them today, we're talking about state of e-commerce in the UK. It's been a wild year with pandemics, with Brexit, with supply chain shortages, (laughs) everything's going on. So if you are a brand that sells in the UK, like Gymshark, like Swan, or you want to be like these brands, this is the episode for you. David, Th- welcome back. Let's stop. Yeah, thank you, Lucas, and thanks for mentioning the Brexit word. Uh, is, it, <laughs> is, it a, is, is it a dirty word over there? It's, uh, is oh, it, what's... Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, so for us, just to dive straight into it, um, one of the sort of big nickels we've had is, as as our B2C platform's done really well, um, uh, as I'm sure you're probably aware, but maybe not everyone else, but obviously Ireland, or Republic of Ireland, used to be part of the uh, part of the UK and stuff like that. So it's the same um, voltage, electricity, language, all it's, it's, it's a halfway house for us to launch it into mainland Europe. So you can mm-hmm. test Republic of Ireland first before you go there. Um, and last year when Bre- with Brexit coming in, I think it was the first week of Jan this year, sorry, um, is around this time last year, we still didn't know what was happening. We didn't know what legislation was coming on. We didn't, and there was people in our team um, still scratching around between Christmas and New Year trying to understand what was going to happen. Um, and to be honest, we've, we've still now not uh, launched our B2C platform in the Republic of Ireland because of the issues, because of it's it's just it's a paperwork nightmare. There's you know there's various different people we've spoken to and stuff. But for me, until sort of our finance department are happy with it, it's it's a difficult one because again, um, duty was never something we ever had to worry about previously. Now we do, and it's definitely something you don't want to get wrong, and you don't want to pass it on to the consumer. Um, mm. So um, we are working on it, and it's we'll probably get it up and running probably in the next sort of Q one. Um, but yes, yeah, Brexit's been a bit been a nightmare. Wow, that's <laughs> that's frustrating and a, a horrible note to to start off. Yeah, with. sorry everybody. That, no, it's that's why it's real talk. It's yeah. not not everything is is great. Yeah. What about um? So the other thing that everyone's been been curious about is shipping times, yeah. and we we talked a little bit about it maybe uh, before with how you can really get anything within the UK for about three pounds. Or, or less, but what about bringing items into the UK? How has that impacted your, God, your, where, your business? And- <laughs> where, where to start? I mean, a couple of years ago, we were I'll just give you straight container costs. It's all in US dollars. I think we were paying two to $3,000 for a 40-foot high cube out of China. Um, last year, when it was really 
really kicking off. I think we were getting up to about sixteen, eighteen thousand dollars a container. Wow. Um, and, and just like rough numbers, if you're looking at shipping refrigeration, you're looking at a hundred pound, two hundred pound of retail straight away going onto onto the cost of an appliance just just for shipping. Um, so yeah, it's 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 slowly starting to settle down now. It looks like. Um, I think it's just about to, in the new year, it'll go, or certainly after Chinese New Year, probably will settle below $10,000 a container, but it's still not the glory days of two or three years ago. Yeah, um, which is still... And, it, and then you've got inflation. Five times more. Yeah, and you've got inflation off the back of it. So, you know, anything you bought this summer, you know, I know you're into your barbecues, but I'd imagine a barbecue, if it was, let's say, 499 this summer, likely to be 599 next year. Yeah, which is... It's going up fast. It's it's scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, luckily wages are going up the same. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, no, so it's been it's been a tough year. Um, you know, again for us, uh, like you said, we are a B2B brand. We are we're I feel like we're a big organization, but you know, per, the purchasing and, and sort of inbound team and stuff like that, there used to be sort of three people um overseeing it. I think there's six or seven now, and you know, we're still doing it's the same amount of you know, the, the business hasn't grown that much. It's just how much admin is now involved. You know, um, I don't know what I don't know whether North America has been the same, but the UK has had a lot of truck driver shortages again because of a lot of people tried to put it down to Brexit um, with the Eastern European truck drivers going back home and things like that. Um, so that's been a problem. So yes, you might get it to Felixstowe or Southampton Port. Um, then you've got to try, then you've got to try and the there's a whole other task just getting it into your warehouse uh, and things like that. So it's 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 probably been as and again uh, the shipping company that we use. Um, I've known the guy for twenty years. He's been in the industry for I think thirty years, and he said he has never known anything like it. And I believe it's still this. I still I believe it's still the same in North America. I was chatting to our guys that we know in in Toronto, and they were saying I think it, I think they were getting quoted nearly thirty thousand dollars a container up into. Um, is it um, what's the shipping port on the west coast? Is it Vancouver? Vancouver? Yeah, they yeah. said there was a lot. Of, then, was it a lot of flooding or something? Yeah, there's been a ton of flooding the last uh, couple of weeks. And it so from Vancouver into to Canada, there's the Trans Canada Highway that goes through the mountains, yeah. and there's really just one highway and rail train oh, yeah. track that that goes through, and that all got flooded out. So they built a an emergency rail railway. So I actually have a wow. theory that that amazon is has is buying up little airports and stuff to to get it in because it's big amounts of land yeah a warehouse doesn't need to be that that high you can just add more hangers and then really just get it on the truck straight to toronto etc so yeah no it was i couldn't believe it and he said something like the the, the containers were having to go into vancouver then down into while the flooding was going on to go back into the states and then back out of the states or something so it just it's just it's, it's strange that it all happened to everybody at the same time. It's just been yeah. it's been unbelievable. So no, it's been tough. And then obviously you speak we, we speak to the factories regularly. So we've got obviously key factories in China where a lot of the stuff is produced, and and they're having the same whether it's a retailer, or a brand, whoever they're dealing with. A lot of people were just parking their containers because they, they couldn't have, they couldn't afford to ship them. Um, you know, yeah. and then and then they're putting themselves under pressure. They've got finance issues then in the the factories because. They want to ship, but they, you know, they get paid on transfer of bill of materials or sorry, bill of ladings and things like that. They couldn't ship, um, so yeah, it's, the, the knock-on effect's been been pretty bad, and, and I feel like we're slowly getting out of it. But I, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to get back to the way, the way it was. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Unfortunately, in terms of the 
I don't want to say more positive, but maybe <laughs> just shifting gears a little bit in general with the the UK. What are some mistakes that you've seen US brands or or international brands? But US is probably a, a good majority of both listeners and brands coming into the UK. What are some of the mistakes that they make when evaluating the the UK market? Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of the mistakes are just because it works in the states, it's going to work in the UK. I think. That that feels like, and, and to be fair, it works the same the other way. So you're, a lot of European, mainland European brands will come into the UK thinking it's going to work. And we are a very small island with a lot of people who just think differently to what seems like the rest of the world when it comes to Brexit or, or whatever. So it's, it's a, it is funny. But I think the, one of the ones that stands out for me was Best Buy. I'm pretty sure, I can't remember when that was, but they came over and they you know they, they chucked up these big out of town um things and and it, that was probably only six years ago but i mean out of town shopping for us is it's been dying a death for probably the last 10 years thanks to uh, like like we were saying in the green room in the uk distribution so cheap you know you've got nearly whatever 70 million people 80 percent of them are living very very close together and something the same size of florida um so um so to distribute, so you know, same day or next day, next day delivery for us under twenty kilos. You know, like I said it's about three pound. So it's it's very very easy uh, over here. Um, so retail has been dying a death. I made, did make some notes before. There was something on the BBC. Department stores, obviously, this in the states, department stores are a big deal. Um, back in twenty sixteen, the UK had four hundred and sixty seven department stores, mm-hmm. um, and now in twenty twenty one, the seventy nine. Wow. Uh, yeah, and 237 are still empty. Wow. It just it just shows you how much e-com has changed. And, and it's so fast here because it's so small, it's very easy to get something up and running and distribute quickly because Amazon are here. So if you're not a brand to build up, there's been a lot of electrical brands that didn't exist 10 years ago that have just jumped up on Amazon and created a name for themselves and things like that. Um but I think if you do that model, it's still then very difficult to do the B2B. But if you wanted to go into Argos or Tesco's or something because you're an Amazon brand, I think that, that's, that's the tricky bit. But, yeah, no, e-com, and again, you know, it's only been um, nailed down even more because of COVID. You yeah. know, my mum and my mum and dad are doing it now. Yeah, it's everyone is in that. To me, the ultimate test is when you see the, uh, not, not to bring up the meme too, too much, when you see the boomers and sort of the retirees <laughs> yeah. that, that say, Oh yeah, I order from Tesco and Amazon because I trust them. It's mainstream, yeah. And I'm sure that if you think about how much Amazon makes revenue-wise per per person in in the UK or Canada or the states with all their services, it's equivalent to to a country, making <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. GDP, GDP per capita. Yeah, definitely. But I think I, I don't feel like retail's dead though. It just needs to reinvent itself. Um, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this, but again, like we mentioned before, keep an eye on Gymshark because they're the big boys on Shopify in the UK. So we like to see what those guys are up to. They've just opened their first store, or they're about to, on Regent Street in London, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the obviously the flagship streets in, in London. And I think that's really um, interesting um, to talk about being. Um, you know, it's all about the experience, and I think that's that's where retail and department stores have got it wrong. You know. Um, Everyone knows the likes of Macy's and you know places like that, but you know if you don't constantly reinvent yourself, it, it goes out the window. So the, the department stores that have sort of lasted over here is because they've created experiences. The the sort of it's funny again. I was chatting to someone the other day. The sort of new department stores over here are the garden centres. I don't know if that's like a big thing for you guys, but garden centres 
aren't just about gardening anymore. It's about buying patio furniture or barbecues or Christmas decorations. And it's because you drive by and they're at the side of the highway and they have the giant Weber kettle that you can see from a mile away. And it gets you thinking of, you know what? That's kind of interesting. I want to do more barbecuing this summer. That's, (laughs) that's, but it's also, they have the land space that people are willing to drive to, to get there and go a little bit out of, um, out of the, the main core. And it's something that's because it's fresh, it kind of needs that, that space. So I think that's really interesting of have that as the anchor and then add in other items with the, the garden centers. Yeah. It's just, so the garden centers, so there's some big ones near me um, and a couple of things. We, one that we deal with, um, I think they turn over something like 3 million pounds and one, 1 million is through the cafe. Wow. Because because people just go there for a day out. Yeah, and just to get inspiration for their own garden. Yeah. They might as well, if they're going to go to a cafe, they might as well yeah. know what, one somewhere that they love. That's so but, interesting. That's, but they, but they I, know that people don't buy plants and flowers in the winter. So what they do is replace it all with Christmas stuff and Santa grottos. I remember, so my dad worked in a department store in London in the 80s, and that's where I was brought up. And every year we used to go see Santa uh, in the department store. And I think of like Elf, the film, when in the department store and stuff like that. It doesn't seem to happen anymore. Certainly over here, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember last time I remember seeing a department store doing a big a thing like that. The garden centres all do it. The one there, my mum and dad's. We took the kids. You sit on a little train. It drives you around to the back of the garden centre. You go into the grotto. You meet Santa. It's a big deal. You know, that's what the department stores used to do, and they've they've yeah. they've lost that magic. You, I think that, you'll that's see the it at the shopping malls, but yeah. less the department centres. Yeah, but that's where it always used to be. Like I said, Elf the film is the sort of. Prime, prime example of that and i think that's where i think they've, they've all the department stores have had to try and chase the e-commerce model but they've lost what their they were their magic mm-hmm. I and, that, that, and i think that's the issue it's it's very easy to get into revenue per square foot being the only thing that matters yeah but not really why people go there once a year and and spend a significant a portion of uh of funds Exactly, exactly. And I think that, that that's where um, e-commerce has, like I said, it's, it's found its footing. All the all the big department stores over here, the the, the website, quit, once they launched websites, quickly became the number one store for them. And that obviously became, then becomes the focus. And then the stores just seem to sort of fall back a little bit. And um, some of the big ones that have gone here recently, like Debenhams uh, in my local town in, um, in Warrington, every time I used to go there, it was a cut through to the car park. You'd, the car park would be on one side. You'd cut through that into the shopping center. It was literally the cut through, um, and you never used to stop there. Yeah, no, and that's really it's uh, quite sad. It is, and it's but you see it here all the time as well. I mean, Sears, Zellers in Canada, Kmart, they pulled out of Canada ages ago, and it's really it is sad how they haven't reinvented themselves, but. We don't want to, to make this episode take too, too dark of a turn. <laughs> so always really appreciate the the insights. I think that the Garden Center really has me thinking, I would argue bookstores that have survived, like yeah. Chapters and Go here in Canada has reinvented themselves as well. I, and I remember I, seeing a job they were posting and part of it was having Dropship as a PL, which we talked about in the first episode. So make sure you're subscribed. Go check that out if you missed it. David, we're... Where can people find you? Where can they find Swan Appliances? Yeah, so um, obviously we're only we're UK only at the minute, but yeah, swan-brand.co.uk. You can find out who we are, what we are, our 90-year-old journey that we've been on. And, and if you want to follow me, just look on LinkedIn, David Fulston. Um, yeah, I, if you don't know how to spell it, I'm sure it's in the, in the podcast details. But yeah, um, it, it, follow me and see what we're up to. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Make sure you're subscribed and make sure you buy your mother-in-law a kettle. Cheers, Lucas. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.